This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, July the 13th, 2016. Hey, good morning. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, delivering its daily dose of economics with attitude. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here today to take your calls, walk you through your order, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com, point and click, and you're looking at the product, point and click, and you're getting the news to disturb the comfortable. It's that easy at allamericangold.com. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, and it's CEO and owner, second generation leader of the company joe jaquin how are you today man hey happy hump day it's hump day you know it, it is uh one more day for me i have one more show tomorrow and then i will be on vacation windy and i are like <laughs> yay good riddance see you later you know sometimes you got to go on vacation to improve the morale of your employees and that's what i'll be doing so i'll be gone uh friday and then all of the following week uh, Eric's going to come in next week and do some more shows with Homer. Uh, we are trying to get Wendy's husband, John, in, but but he had some other plans. We'll have to get him uh, here as well. He's a fascinating guy. Matter of fact, he's an author, amongst other things, and uh, I'm going to be reading his book while I'm on the cruise. It, it, it's uh, J. Franklin Green, 2035, The Elephant in the room, and I'm going to be uh, Is it a, checking that out. Is it a, a self-help book, a health book, <laughs> the elephant in the room. Maybe you need to trim down there. So, oh, go with the <laughs> bad joke. I, no, right. I was just saying, is that what the book is about, the elephant yeah. in the room? Yeah, and uh, I'm going to say this. You know, it's amazing what you can do. He, he uh, self-published it and everything. You can, you can do so many things today, so... Uh, I'm gonna be reading that while I'm. Uh, we're, we're the family. We're taking a cruise. Uh, my brother and his family, myself and my family, and then our our mom is coming. Um, You're bringing ma. Bringing ma. And uh, so Meat it's our low. first time. We've never been on a cruise, so we're we're kind of excited. Well, I will tell you this: make sure you're wearing stretchy pants. Oh, because you're gonna eat. They feed you around the clock on a cruise. I've I'm been worried, on several. Right? I, I I need to. Oh, just I enjoy need to not it. fall into. Don't it. worry. Go and enjoy every facet that they offer. Because I'm telling you, tr- cruises have a lot to offer. Okay, they do. They're going to be entertaining you. They're going to have so many activities well, that you can participate gonna, in. My wife and I are going to take dance class. That's which, wonderful. Which is something we've always wanted to do. We're what gonna are you going to do while she does that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? Are you I actually going to dance? Absolutely. Wow. I, I Shake it up out there. I don't know what kind of dance they're going to be teaching, but we're going to learn it. A little salsa. Um, and they're doing some cooking thing. We're going to do that as well. A little and then, tango. A little and, salsa. Uh, the boys, we got them, you know, stuff that they're doing. We're going to go, one of the days I know we're going to go snorkeling. Listen, your boys need a break from all the practice, from basketball, from football. Man, your kids are busy. And then they got football camp coming up soon as they come well, back. As soon as they get back, right, uh, my oldest goes in and they spend 
a week at their high school in the gymnasium. The whole, uh, all the sophomores, juniors, and seniors on the football program live at the school gym for a week, and they do, you know, two-a-days. And then my youngest, who's going to be in eighth grade, as soon as we get back, conditioning starts for his uh, tackle football team. Well, a long list of activities, and I think, you know, I saw your boys the other day. Dude, they are in shape. They are young, handsome men, and the little well, one grew, isn't well, little anymore. No, he's I'm so, I was shocked to see. <laughs> and who calls him Boo anymore? I remember him being a little guy, and you guys call him Boo. And I thought, oh, what a cute little name. Here he is, six foot tall. And we're going, hey, Boo. Yeah. Oh, my God. He he's a monster. I'll tell yeah. you what, it is, it's hilarious because he's actually now taller than his older brother. And that has created an interesting dynamic, you know. Uh, older brother is still much bigger. I mean, he is uh, he's pushing probably 175 pounds, and he is just solid, where younger brother is long and lean. And uh, I, al- I always still warn the, the younger brother, yeah, hit and run. Don't hit, poke, hit, don't hit poke the bear. <laughs> don't poke the bear. If you're going to poke it, you better hit run. Because if he catches you, yeah, there's going to be trouble, and I'm not saving you. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to to let you know that here's the good news is this. I will be gone. That is the good news. That's the good news. The bad news is you're going to get more of Homer and more of Eric. I know that disappoints all of you. uh, But every couple of years, you know, you really only can afford to go every every two or three years. I mean, this was, was expensive. It really isn't, and it's something where, you know, we uh, we talk about how how hard it is. I don't know if you saw Martha Stewart was in the news. I did not see that. You no. didn't see that? Uh-uh. She had a, uh, well, let's just say she had some words that were not kind to the millennials, and she was telling this great story, a story that we talk about all the time. She's like, hey, when I was, I, I, when I was 19... I was married, and we lived in an apartment, and we were making our own way. And, and of course, today, it can't be done. We have friends. You know, I was just talking to one of our friends uh, last night. His son is 19, right? School wasn't for him. It just wasn't. wasn't meant to be, but he's got a part-time job, right, because that's all anybody hires at at uh, let one of the franchise uh, wing places. I'll let you find figure you know enough from that. But he gets twenty to twenty five hours a week, and his parents got to pay for his car. Right, they got to pay for his car insurance, his health insurance. You know, he lives at their house for free. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, I, I'm and, with you, man. Right? And Martha Stewart's talking about, hey, when I was 19, I was already married, and we already had our own place. And, of course, you know, back then, you know, your rent was $100 a month. Oh, times have changed. Right? Times have changed. Nobody's finding anything like that. 40 hours a week. If you wanted to work 60, you could. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Double J in the Love Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800 I just laughed at thinking about Martha Stewart, but 
You know, times have definitely changed, and, you know, everyone's this Pokemon thing. It just keeps coming up. It's in every page. It was in the Wall Street Journal. It was in the Arizona Republic. I find it to be, I, I watched the news this morning, uh, the early news this morning, and people, this, this, this app that you download onto your phone, okay? Okay, so what it is, it's a game? It's a game, and you go out and find these characters through the phone. Now, what they're saying is people have increased, that are into this, have increased their body movement by almost 30% in a day because they're playing this game. You can't sit still. So you have to go outside. You walk around the streets of your block, and you're looking at, you're going to walk into a car, you know, you're going to walk into a fence, whatever, if you're not look up, but that's how this game is played. I was watching this on uh, this morning. Yeah, it's a physical movement game that people are playing, whether you're in the streets of New York or in the backyards of Rupert, Idaho. You've got this app. You, and these you're Pokemon walking around to do what? To find these characters that uh, uh, you could almost say their uh, uh, images come up. It looks like they're on the street, but they're in your phone. And you find them, and you zap them, and you win points or whatever, and it's this fun game. What it tells me is our society is so immature. <laughs> you know, I watch this, and I'm watching adults. And when I say adults, I mean young adults, millennials. What we're right, talking about. Right, the ones that here. should be out there working you know, you know what, are we, out there walking around I, I wanna, trying to find Pokemon. I, I want to share with you the story that recently happened um, about millennials, and, and, and this is, you know. Uh, Working in the employment field and uh, helping people transition from one job to another, I, I was given this story about a company in uh, Dallas, Texas, that had a, uh, a call center group that they were hiring a bunch of interns. And these interns were paid interns, but you had to follow their rules. Dress code, slacks, button-down shirts ties for the boys, girls, you could wear pantsuits or a skirt that came down to your knees, uh, but you would be in professional business shoes, you would be, and they were adamant, if you're going to be an intern, you are going to dress this way. Well, they saw not an intern who was working, but was wearing, and they, they just look like loafer shoes. And so one a regular employee, regular employee, not an intern. And one of these interns, you know, this young millennial says, "Well, that ain't fair. How come we have to do that?" And he gathered, and I'm talking twenty interns. He gathered twenty interns. We need to write a letter. We need to go. How come your employee, this one over here, gets to wear this, and we have to live by this? You know, these rules. Blah blah blah. And so what ends up happening? is they wrote this letter and they all signed it and said, we don't think this is fair. So the CEO of this company, and it's a multi-million dollar company, brings all the entry and goes, I want to address, I want to address your concerns with the dress code that we're giving you. And he said, first off, let me say, uh, wow, that is quite brazen of you guys, you know, with no experience, getting an opportunity to get your foot in the door to complain about someone else's shoes. First of all, let me say that. Second of all, you're entitled to nothing, and today will be your last day. He fired every one of the interns, and he did not care, because he's, you're entitled to nothing. I have given you an opportunity, and this CEO said, I'll have 20 more people in here like you wanting an opportunity, and they will follow the same rules I give them. And what I'm telling you is, I thought it was a brilliant move on his part, and what ended up happening is, the, by the way, that individual wearing those brown 
orthopedic shoes is a veteran who has to wear those shoes and has, yes, been given a pass by me to wear those types of shoes. And you guys can take your millennial attitude and your millennial, you know, the world owes me something, and I'm going to go right up to the it's top of my... And it's not fair type of mentality. And he gave them all their walking papers and had them all replaced within a short period of time. Wow. True story. Just happened within the last two weeks. Well, you know what? They have... I did not know this, but they're calling the... The Millennials Generation Snowflake? I don't get that. I've never heard that before. Okay, well, in this Martha Stewart thing where she calls them lazy and self-indulgent, too many members of Generation Snowflake are still living with their parents rather than getting out in the world and making something of their lives, according to the celebrity businesswoman. She stated that uh, she's the latest person to rail against the Molly Coddle generation who have turned universities into safe spaces to avoid testing their ideas in a crucible of debate and called on conference attendees to make jazz hands because clapping is too traumatic for sensitive souls. Wow, really? You know what? I like what you used to call... Weak basketball players, marshmallows. Marshmallows. They're too soft. When I was right? coaching basketball, that was one of my things. Uh, the where without being derogatory, you're calling right. the kids soft. You call them right. marshmallows. You're a marshmallow, right? Yeah. You can't play if you're a marshmallow. And and uh, uh, mar- I, I, my guess is that that is the adjective that she's using for snowflake. They're just a little soft, man. A little soft, right? Right. Okay. Therefore, flaky. I don't understand. She goes. I understand the plight of younger people, the economic circumstances out there are very grim, but you have to work for it. You have to strive for it. You have to go after it. They don't have the initiative to go and find a little apartment and grow a tomato plant on their terrace, he said. I got married at 19, and I immediately got an apartment, and I fixed it up. I was proud of everything I did. I got the furniture at auctions for pennies. Beautiful furniture. My apartments were loving and homely and comfortable. She's been in discussions with uh, David Chang, who had told uh, her to pass the knowledge on to the youth of today. And I'm going to tell you, you it's really this interesting world that we live in because you know, part of it is obviously things have gotten harder, right? The 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 new economy that is all of these mega corporations and and uh, everybody's adherence to the to the bottom line and and we got globalization now, and so now you have you know like we talk about these these kids that get these jobs. It's twenty hours a week. That's all it is. And if you want to get more than that, you actually have to go get a different job. Because the other job that's going to hire you, it's 20 hours a week. And they'll hire as many people as they... How many of the kids do we know that got jobs and they got put on the schedule and they're getting two and four hours a week? Plenty of kids there. Plenty of them. And we're talking kids that 
When we say kids, I know anywhere from 18. Right, these are college age. College, college age. College kids. age. But, kids. you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, and I don't know what you're telling your children. I know what I'm telling mine. And that's simply this. You're, apparently, you know, the rules have changed since when I was a kid. And I've told my son this. Apparently, you're going to be on my insurance until you're 26. That's the rules that I understand, and I'm happy to do that. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't have effort and if you're not out there in the marketplace and I don't see you progressing, let me tell you, when 26 hits, see ya. Okay? <laughs> okay? But I, I'm not worried about it. But the other thing I'll tell you is this. I don't care what any liberal teacher in your classes tells you. You're entitled to nothing. To nothing. You are entitled to nothing, and I'm going to give you nothing if that's what I get from you. How many jobs did your son have? Right now he has three jobs. My son has three jobs. He's, 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 it's the summer break. Yeah. He's going to graduate college in three years. In three years. And this summer he's got three jobs. Three jobs. Three jobs. And and the thing I'll tell you is is that um, uh, uh, maybe, maybe it's just how my parents raised me or everything. And I know you and I talk about raising our kids together all the time. But one of the things that I'll tell you about... I've always believed, just be honest with your kids, and one of the things that I said to him is, I'm sorry you got my genetics. Because in sports, <laughs> we're not going to be the first one picked. We're, we're always going we're always we're... to be one of the biggest. We're always going to be one of the tallest. But we're never going to be the highest scoring. We're never going to be the best player. We're not but getting, I will but tell you. are not getting the college scholarship no, for athletics. But, but I will tell you, I love sports. I still play in the men's league to this day. And if you work hard and this was back when he was playing ball, you'll make the team, and you'll have fun, and you'll get to experience all that. Our genetics don't allow that. But let me tell you this. When it comes to academics, it doesn't come easy for me. I imagine it's not going to come easy for you. You've got to work at it. And that's what, you know what, I think he retained that. I think he held on to that, you know. And so, you know, I think parents need to be honest with their kids. Not all of us. are just so unprepared. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a shame to see out there that these parents have put their kids in a Nerf world and their kids are Tito fingers that think that they're entitled to everything. And, you know, they're going to get in a car wreck. Cars aren't made of Nerf. They're going to disappoint you. But what did you help do to help them overcome disappointment? What have you done to prepare yourself to over, you know, to, to get them into this world? I have a daughter in Australia that I haven't seen for, you know, six months now. You know, I will tell you this. She is, um, her mom went and visited her, and one of my, uh, our family's best friends, Laura, went and visited her. And they're like, Homer, that chick is where she is in her place. She owns, she's ready, she, right? She owns that. You've done, you've said this to me. Homer, you did such a good job raising her, man. She don't even miss you. <laughs> she's so independent. You know, now, ready. Yeah, and, and, but I will tell you, her mom and her FaceTime, thank God for today's technology, we get to FaceTime. I see her once a week at least. Her mom sees her at least three times a week, you know. On just, you know. I mean, on the computer we, screen, we, right? I, I answered my phone once, and her face comes up, and she's riding a camel on the beach in, in some part of Australia. Dad, I'm on a camel! <laughs> you know? And so I'll just tell you, it's amazing. It's amazing. My, da- my daughter has said to me, Dad, I think I'm going to stay the two years. Um, right now, I'm, I'm for certain of that. I'm going to get my music ministry associate, but then I think I want to be a pastor. 
she has kind of said, I really think if I get my theology degree, I can be a pastor. And so, God bless her, you know, that's her passion, that's her, you know, in spite of this being her dad, so that's the path that she's got. <laughs> so what it's I'm, amazing. This is the message of hope. It is, there is hope out there. I'm telling you, there is hope out there. I, and I will just tell you, you know, quit coddling your kids, and I know Martha Stewart makes a great point, but there's not everyone's Martha Stewart. Not everyone has the knack for what she does, but I will tell you, she didn't coddle Listen, her kids. we've got to get more productive somehow. I, I feel bad for these millennials because I have no idea how my son is ever going to buy a house. You know? This is my point. This is what I'm saying. You know what? You, think about your your son has three jobs. Right. One out of 10,000, one out of 100,000 have that many just to try to, what, gather up enough money to make it through his next year of college. Right? Right. And... and and I, I just don't know. Because I'll say this. I wish there was more people that had that type of ethic. But I don't think there's enough jobs out there for every kid to get three jobs. Well, what's really interesting, you're, and you're right, there aren't enough jobs out there. You know, his buddy, who worked for a pool company all last year, said, you know what? Can't take you back. I got a nephew who's taking that position. You, you, you use your contacts. You use your resources. Um, um, and I helped his buddy get a job, uh, you know, through our network and our contacts, and he's a data entry guy now. You know, you just use everything you can to get that job, and I don't think some kids truly want a job. So there, uh, there's nothing out there, Mom and Dad. There's nothing out there. Okay, there's nothing out there. How come every other kid's getting a job? How come this one has three, you know? And I just tell you, I just think it's uh, I, I tried, and they didn't really try. Well, let's face it, right, the... It's a job for spending money, right? It's not a job for moving out. It's not a job to get a car. Hey, listen, my, right? son, my son knows this. When the school year starts and he's living with those three roommates, I ain't paying his share. <laughs> well, right, and he knows that. Okay, he's, he's 21. I ain't paying his share. I'll help him when I need to. I bought him that car. I pay that insurance. Life insurance is covered. But I, just like I said, it. When the garbage isn't brought in and I walk in the house and he's sitting there, I say, hey, chip in. Go bring that in. Hey, it's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Come on back. Well played, Ramon. Well played. I'm moving out. I don't think that song's going to be playing for a lot of parents anytime soon. I was reading in... Uh, I will say this. I actually know some that go the other way as well, where the kids are working and the parents have moved in with them. You're exactly right. I've seen that happen. I, so, I mean, we're kind of not nearly as much as the other way, but we are also having those, you know what, they got laid off in their late 50s. Well, let me tell you this. I don't no, think there's, they, I think the percentage of parents moving in with millennials is minuscule. We're talking about uh, parents moving in with their 30-year-old kids that have a job, okay? I mean, I don't want to paint the, the wrong picture here, but I agree with that. Some parents, listen, I was, I was watching the big short again about the housing crash. By the and, way, if you haven't seen it, oh my God. it's worth watching. You'll be educated just beyond your years in really realizing, you know, the corruption and 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 the 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 the, 
the poor people that just got sold Had the bill no, of goods. Sold the, you know, there was a headline on Drudge last night. It said, stocks at all-time high. And then right under that, there was a little caption, Americans financially illiterate, right? The, the only reason why stocks are at all-time all high, people are dumb. How come no one is dancing in the streets? You know why? Dow broke 10,000. They put on the party hat, exactly. the streamer. Here we are approaching 20,000, and no parties are happening. And I, and the only people I see in the news are Jamie Dimon, um, these Wall Street you know, uh, uh, finance people. And, and I'm, I'm just telling you, they're the only ones making money. I see the Dow hitting what it's doing, and I see these numbers, and I'm like, I, there Nobody is. talks about it. There is, there is absolutely, they are on uh, ice. They are, the ice is going to crash. right now, this is what people are talking about. Okay, you look at it. I'm 45. Then I. Right? Homer's. Uh, 49. What? 49. And most of our friends are, you know, between, let's say. They're our age. Right. They're, yeah. Late 40, 40s. 40s, 50s. Nobody's talking about stocks. Nobody. And I remember during the, the late part of the 90s, that was all anybody talked about. Right? The big party that was going, nobody talks about it. You know what they talk about? We, the, the, obviously, the election. Sure. Right? Sure. And that's always brought up. Jobs talked about constantly their kids and how worried people are. I mean, they're worried because they're looking at this and saying, this isn't right. Right? There's, there, it's not happening. The opportunities that I have, I don't feel like those opportunities are there for my kids. Right? And we talk about some of it has to be, you know what, hey, they need a little bit of a boost. I think, for, at least for me, you know, in, in the generation I grew up, let, let me tell you, by the time you hit 18, 19, your parents wanted you out. And you wanted to be out, right? I mean, right? Am I right? I mean, that's just how it was. If, you know, another thing to go with that, when, when back in, in the 80s, late 80s, whenever it was you turned 17 or 18 and you wanted to buy your first vehicle, you got that job at the factory. You got that job somewhere, and your dad co-signed for you, but it was your... $220 a month payment on your Camaro, on your whatever your pickup truck was. But no, I'm telling you. Right, and most yeah. of us bought beaters. But, right? but, but let, me, let me just tell you, I don't see that happening. I don't see that. What I do see happening is those that are fortunate, there's no co-signing. They're just buying the car for their kids. But a kid to go in and buy a car, I, I'm here to tell you, man. I, I'm just telling you, I just bought my son that car. Thank goodness for Eric being a great contact and helping me find that, that car for my son. What I will tell you is, is that... There's no way he would have been able to buy that. Goodness it. gracious, no. Did your parents sign for it or not? Right? Because yeah, exactly. Not, right? Yeah, but, but we're, you know, he's a college student. He's, he's, he's limited on fun. I, you know, I paid cash for it and everything, but I'm just here to tell you. How? How is it? You know, if you're not putting away and saving for that right time, if you're not investing in the right thing, gold and silver, what you need to have set aside, I'm just telling you, man. And there are people who simply don't know there, how. There's a great article on All-American Gold this morning. Ramon's got it. the very first one. It talks about these Italian banks. And it talks about what they've done. 
and and how hundreds of billions of dollars of people's hard-earned money, and I'm not talking about the millionaires and the billionaires' money. These were just folks that maybe they had forty or fifty thousand, maybe they had a hundred thousand dollars, and they they got sold these bonds by these banks that were paying them a better rate of return, right? Because you know, uh, in Europe today, these euro bonds you don't get anything, and 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 pitch them as they were. It's as safe as putting money in the bank. Of course, we're finding out putting money in the bank isn't so safe anymore. Isn't that the truth? Right? Go out and read it for yourself. Get an understanding of what what is going to happen as these institutions all fall down. Because really, the only thing that's really happened, and here's why you know why people aren't celebrating the all-time highs, is because all of it's being bought by the central banks. They're buying all of these assets. They're calling them assets. They're buying all of this debt back because nobody really wants it. I mean, you've got the baby boomers. And you know what all is they're hoping for? Oh, just keep it together. Keep it together a little while longer. Keep it together a little while longer so I can get through this, right? I mean, they're, that's what they're doing. They're hoping. They're not out there and buying more. Hey, let me buy some more. No. Hey, just hold it together long enough so I can at least get mine before it all goes to you know what. Then the people like us in our 40s and 50s, we're not. No one I know is doing it. You know, there's people that do their 401ks. That may be it. I mean, that is it. I don't know anybody. You know, you used to know how many people. Oh, I trade stocks all the time. Right? You think back to all of our buddies when we used to all have card games and all that, and everybody had an E-Trade account and all this. No one of them have those anymore. They don't. I mean, they, you had your E-Trade, you had your Scottsdale trade, you had your, your on-site website that you would talk about your penny stock to whatever, Sirius Satellite Radio. I, I Remember that was a popular one? And I'm just telling you, when it went south, uh, oh, how'd you do on that? Uh, not so good. The vast majority of people really have no clue how the financial markets, how the banking system actually works. And that's by design, because you really think that if this was really the way to prosperity, if this was really the way to economic freedom, that they would be, that would be the thing that people would be educated the most on. You think? You think? Because remember what they tell you. You got to go to college. Got to get that degree. Otherwise, you're not going to be. You're going to be left behind. You're not educated enough. But yet, when it comes to this quote-unquote great financial miracle, they don't want anybody to really know. And you know what's really interesting is MSNBC, the Fox News Network, all of these different channels that you can go to on your television, and I see people watching it, and you see that ticker going at the bottom that, you know, Coca-Cola's doing this, uh, you know, all the, you see all this information that's jumbled in front of you. I don't understand it. Right. And, and you know what? It's on 24 hours a day. You'd think you'd have the best education ever. You don't understand anything they're talking about. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. It's Bounce Back Wednesday. Gold's up double digits this morning. 
uh, $1,344 to the ounce after yesterday's pullback. Uh, silver's up 25 cents right now, $20.38 as, uh, you know, it's a pretty slow economics week. The only report out today was uh, talking about consumer prices. If you take out the food and energy down three-tenths of a percent, uh, that core number, uh, which is a, I guess, deflationary, I think it's more of a stagflation era. You know, you look at these cycles, and every time they try a different medicine, a different prescription for what they have, you know, the, the 1930s, they said it was a deflationary problem, right? <laughs> which, really, when you think about it on, on the concept of, hey, things cost less, you normally think that's a great... You know, when do we sell... You know, I look at it this way. When do we sell the most product? When I have things for less. Sure. Right? Right? When do you... When people stock up at the store, all of these... You know, you, you get the, the Wednesday paper. Today, the circulars. Today, the circulars. Jam-packed and everybody's advertising, right? This or that. It's on sale. Cantaloupe, 88 cents. <laughs> right? I have no idea if that's a good price for cantaloupe, but... But neither here nor there, this was a problem. And it's really uh, only a problem in this fiat society. When you make print money out of thin air, uh, you think about up until we, when, uh, the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913, we went over 100 years with no inflation at all, no uh, disinflation or deflation. Really, everything was stayed about the same. Everything. Right? From bread to housing to lumber. It all stayed the same. And the money had tremendous buying power. And then they went to this free-floating thing. And really, it was, it, it, it was nothing more than developing, you know, the banker, the elitist bankers, and, and making more money and putting more money in their pockets. But they had this, they tried the medicine of the 30s. And if you want to believe Ben Bernanke, you know, they made this mistake and they made that mistake. But the one thing that was really, here's what was true. They just created bubbles. That's all they really did. And the realities are, the 1930s, that depression never ended. It didn't really end until we entered World War II. And then we had a brief period, really, if you think about it, from the mid-40s till about the mid-60s, mid mid to late 60s, where we were, we were number one. We ran trade surpluses. Everybody wanted the dollar Right, and everybody wanted what America was making. Then you look at the hyperinflation of the seventies, and you think about and people cry, "Oh, it was Paul Volcker that did it, and all of these things." And really, what people don't understand is we decided, and I say we, the central bankers, 
that we just needed to what? We went fully fiat floating money, and we just started printing it. Government debt, which never went up more than, outside of war years, was always plus or minus, plus meaning surplus. We actually had surpluses. Matter of fact, after World War II, we had almost just as many years with surpluses as we had uh, years of deficit for the next 15 to 20 years. The whole entire debt of the country in 1971 was only $400 billion. And you think about the hyperinflation of the late 80s, just in that decade, from 71 to 81, the deficit went from $400 billion to a trillion. So you doubled it, and then a half of that on top in just 10 years, what took 195 years to get to. And now they've been sitting here for the last, what, 35, 36, 37 years just continuing to pour the gasoline on it. But the problem is that all the wood's been burnt down, right? You're just pouring gas on the flame. There's no more wood left to burn. And now we're sitting here and we've got this huge debt problem. We have a, a what they're calling a growth problem, and we have a problem globally with the health of financial markets. And, and people just can't quite figure it out. And the funny thing is, is what I can't quite figure out is how these people can't see what is so obvious. And so now we're looking at this, this next stage in, in where we stand. Right? We got a deficit that who, no matter whether it's Donald or Hillary, is going to be $20 trillion. Matter of fact, the CBO just came out with one of their, another one of these fantastic reports that said, hey, the debt, yeah, it's gathering speed. Forecasting that America is going to be just like Greece. And I want to say the timetable was 25 years. The problem was... That's six years sooner than what they said last year. What happens if five years from now and they're like, oh, it's here already. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Welcome back. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a hump day. Final segment on the hump day Wednesday. Uh, quick look here at the market. Uh, gold's been up. Uh, Double digits this morning, $1,344 uh, right now. Silver uh, up as well, up $0.25, cents, $20.38. Uh, the Dow is off of its all-time highs as uh, crude oil. We did have inventory reports, apparently uh, inventory reports bearish for crude oil pricing. Uh, crude oil back below $45 to the barrel this morning. Uh, dragging Wall Street down, but not too bad. Wall Street's still only down uh, about 10 points right now, and uh, we'll have to wait, I guess, for the next. This is the last slow week. The next two weeks, we're going to be ramping up for all of the 
the central bank meetings, uh, whether it be Japan, the ECB, England, and, of course, right here at home. And uh, I think those are going to be, uh, again, it's going to be the only thing that these people seemingly know how to do, let's print more money. More money and more money. And the problem is, is the amount of money they have to print keeps growing. Right? Well, you know, a trillion isn't enough. How about two? How about five? How about ten? Right? And and, and it's the, uh, what are they, the, the, uh, the less return, the less bang for the buck. And this is the kind of the world we're living in now where the whole world's suffering from too much debt and, uh, crazy valuations and all of these things like the stock market at all-time highs when really the thing that's at the all-time high is really the illiteracy of financially of the entire world, not just people here at home. I got a really good special this morning. Uh, we, we, had, we ran some $10 Indians let's see, right before the 4th of July. And matter of fact, we had just finished shipping uh, all of those out, and they were spectacular looking. They really, really were. And we got ourselves about 50 more $10 Indians. That is the female Lady Liberty with the, she's got the Indian headdress on, just a gorgeous looking coin. Uh, A regular $10 Indian normally is $785. I've got 50 of them for less than what you can buy a $10 Liberty Right now, a $10 Liberty $755. I've got 50 $10 Indians at $750 this morning at 800-951-0592. If you do want to pay with a credit card, there will be uh, a credit card fee because the the premiums are really tight. But I'm going to tell you what, these things were spectacular. I mean, and we, we deal in all the stuff we deal in. It's really nice stuff, but these Indians really were were just spectacular looking, and we went to the same source. We got the last batch, got them again, uh, offering those out to you, U.S. $10 Indians. This is the female Indian, all pre-1933 uh, gold at 800 951 Zero five nine two. Still have uh, some half dollar rolls, silver half dollar rolls at a hundred and seventy dollars a roll. You're saving about about seventy five cents an ounce from a roll. You know, from a U.S. Silver Eagle. Also have Silver Eagle rolls if that's your preference. Call us eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.